If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in and deep satisfaction out. Ah. Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary. I hope you have the Auga horn ready, Michael, because we're in a trade war with China. It's a trade war. Starting at midnight, we're in a trade war. Oh, boy. Keep your feet in shoulder width. Lean slightly forward to the waist. Are you auditioning China. for cable news? Uh, welcome to the show. Glad you're here. This is a real pleasure to welcome Meredith Sumter. Whoops, my screen just went blank. There it is. Who is the head of research strategy and operations for the Eurasia Group. Uh, we uh, frequently talk to Mr. Ian Bremer, who heads up that fine outfit. Meredith, how are you? Oh, I'm well. Thanks for having me on. Good. Hey, is Ian technically your boss? Yes, he certainly is, and he's a great boss to have. Seems well, like he would be. Now, are you just saying that, or... Wink if you need help. <laughs> no. Hey, Jack and Joe, you guys have had him on the show. You oh, yeah. know how much fun he is and oh, yeah. what a, what dynamic content we get to work with, uh, which, has, which has an impact on everyday lives here in America. So it's just a real pleasure to be speaking with you and to be part of this uh, part of this broader discussion. Well, cool. Uh, one of the things that makes us crazy is just the the breathless um, coverage of the the current trade negotiations with China, and it's all about Trump and the rest of it. And but. Uh, to us, it's really interesting what both countries are trying to achieve in their strategies. Um, right. Can you just give us a brief description of why the U.S. And, and the Trump administration is going to the wall over trade issues with China? Well, a great question. But first point is, this is really not about trade. And it's really not about tariffs. This is about which economic model, sort of the the U.S.-led liberal market economy uh, that we all know and love here, or China's state-directed economic model, is going to be the leading economic force for the 21st century. Well, those are pretty high stakes. 
Yeah, they are very high stakes, which is why you see that the kind of backing up to the wall pressure that President Trump is putting on here. Look, he was elected on a platform of revitalizing uh, U.S. industry. And when it comes down to that, what he's trying to force China to do is to play by the same rules that every other major developed economy or, or market-driven economy plays by. And it wasn't that big of a deal when, you know, 20 years ago when China was relatively a, a lower-level economic power and was not directly competing with U.S. companies and U.S. industry leaders. China now is, uh, in some of the strategic sectors of the future, actually, China is making more investments than we are here at home and is aiming to be a leading driving force in some of these strategic growth drivers of the future. So the U.S. is watching this and saying, hey, if you're going to try to lead, that's fine, but you've got to fairly compete. You can't get where you are by doing things like you know, unfair market access rules, forced technology transfer, finding ways to take IP and then build off of that without actually having to do the research and development to make it yours. So that's what this is really about. The, the president is using the threat of tariffs and actually using tariffs to try to force China and to force Chinese President Xi Jinping to change the structural rules by which China's economy currently functions. So, and that's the key point here. So that's an enormous ask for a totalitarian, you know, semi-communist regime, uh, kind of capitalist communist hybrid. Uh, is it even possible to get halfway there on some of these giant issues, like um, stop stealing our patents and quit demanding all of our IT and all of our R&D um, or is it all or nothing? It's certainly worth an effort to try to put as much effort as possible on China to reform the way that it functions. And the way that, that the White House has been trying to do this is say, like, look, these kinds of market-based reforms are not only good for us and for all the other economies that are trying to fairly compete, but they're also necessary for China to really develop and transform your own economy. So they've been phrasing these reform concessions in a way that would make sense for China's own domestic imperative need for reform. But the, you've really touched on the key problem here, which is that in order to function like a market-based economy, the political center has to let go of control of the economy. And there is no sign that Beijing, under Xi Jinping especially, is prepared to do that. So on one hand, you can force as much pressure as possible to see how far you can get to push China to make baseline structural reforms that are going to be good for U.S. companies, good for U.S. industry, good for fair competition. But at some point, you're going to, you're going to hit that wall. And that's the key question is, how do you shift your strategy when the tariff pressure is not getting you the full response that you need to protect U.S. industry and to protect onward growth prospects for the U.S. economy? Hmm. I've got a question about that. But first, um, I forgot my question. Maybe I'll go with my other question. Then. <laughs> Meredith Sumter of the Eurasia Group is on the line. Oh, uh, to what extent is this our last best chance to put this kind of pressure on China? Do we have to do it when we've got a president who just doesn't care and have a, a strong economy? Well, certainly both the, the unorthodox approach of President Trump and the U.S. economy remaining resilient um, are, you know, the, the, the two most important factors as to why the U.S. is taking this position now. Uh, but there's, there's more to this as well. Uh, looking at how are we going to... It, it, 
couple things need to happen. One, yes, you need to put pressure on China, and you've got to find the most viable way to do that. So we're going to try this with tariffs, and the president has already hinted that if this level of economic pain with tariffs is not enough to push China, he's prepared to issue even additional tariffs on Chinese goods. What you need to watch here is which economy is going to be the most resilient in, in taking on this kind of economic pressure, because the moment that one or the other economies begins to weaken, that also weakens the, the negotiating hand, and both sides mm. know that. Well, so, it, yeah, yeah I, I hate to interrupt you, but it just was occurred to me that we, so you got two things going on there. On, on one hand, you got the incredibly strong economy of the United States. On the other hand, you got our political process, where if, when there starts to be pain, there's going to be a lot of pressure on a lot of politicians to say some really scary things to try to get Trump to back down. Is there political pressure in China, too, of that sort? There is political pressure in China, but not of the sort that we have here in, in our own democratic country. Uh, so that the political pressure in China is to ensure that China does what it needs to do so that more Chinese are able to see their livelihoods continue to develop and increase as, as, as it has. Xi Jinping actually believes that he's in a stronger position because he doesn't have the same kinds of political dem- uh, democratic pressures that Trump has here at he's home. He's president for life. Yeah, but I've heard that they're, they're critically interested in saving face and not being seen as being strong-armed by the U.S. Is that true? That is true, and that's why we see it as highly unlikely that despite the elevation of tariffs overnight, that uh, Chinese Vice Premier Liu He, who's the chief negotiator here in Washington right now, we see it highly unlikely that China is going to agree to the concessions that Washington wants. We're almost out of time. We've got two quick questions. Uh, who blinks first and what day? Please, please tell us that. <laughs> Who blinks first? Uh, Jack and Joe depends upon which economy is going to blink first. So watch that very closely. Point two is, in order to really be successful in the long term, the U.S. needs to do more than put pressure on China and work with like-minded allies to do so. We need to really invest here at home to double down on investments and in scaling up our workforce across the country. Love it. Doing the basic R&D in our industry so we can compete with China and out-compete China. Meredith even, Sumter, even Meredith, I'm so sorry to jump in. We're, we're up against a hard break. Meredith Sumter, Head of Research Strategy Operations, Eurasia Group. A pleasure. Thank you. That a million. was great. Yep. Really Terrific. great. Thank you. That's the best conversation I've heard on that yet. Marshall's got his news coming up, but I know more about it than I did before. The whole China trade thing. Yep. Who's going to blink when? That's the question. For all you foodies out there, I'm unwrapping a McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel. Ooh, look at this steak. And the juice running down the side. Got a little bit on the wrapper here. Mm. And then the fluffy egg and real cheese folded over the side looking just so good. Mm-mm. Grilled onions and a butter bagel, too. Thumbs up for McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel for breakfast. Love it. Mm. I participate in McDonald's. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. 
Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.